Welcome to Divorce Explained, the podcast where we answer your questions and navigate the process of divorce together. Sharing real stories and personal experiences, this is your guide through it all. With your hosts, family law specialist Steve Benmore and divorce lawyer and strategist Leanne Townsend. Today, we are talking about two very common words in society and in law, but yet these very common words are oftentimes confusing, ambiguous, interchanged, and they mean different things in different parts of the world, even though they might be in English. And those two words are, quote, divorce and, quote, separation. And you and I have spent many, many years speaking to people about those two words, and every once in a while it occurs to us that, no, 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 you don't mean that. You mean this other thing. So today is the day where we're going to demystify the language that people have been using, at least as it relates to Ontario family law. And so let's hear from you about maybe, have you thought of any misuse of those words? Have you seen misuse of those words sometimes? And if so, please share. Um, I don't know if I've seen misuse of those words. Um, I, you know, I, I definitely, I think that a lot of people don't necessarily understand what separation is. Um, I think my perception with clients and, and uh, people I chat with is, you know, people seem to, just like people know what marriage is, they seem to have a, a better understanding of divorce and what a divorce is, although it's not always accurate, what, you know, in terms of their understanding of divorce versus separation. But there's a lot more confusion surrounding what is separation, what is a legal separation, what does it mean to be separated. Um, I've, I've had people where they are separated and they kind of think that the marriage is over completely, like the basically what the criteria are or what defines a divorce they actually think that they've met those criteria because they're separated and have a separation agreement and all of that which you know is not the case and we'll be chatting about that so i do think there's some misconception about the terms um particularly the term separation so um there's different arenas for the misuse so there's the misuse in pop culture in society then there's the misuse by people that are going through separation and divorce. And then there's misuse within the legal circles. And I'm going to speak to all three. Now, the word divorce is actually a fantastic word. It's been used out of context quite regularly. Someone might say, you know, I'm not divorced from going to that restaurant or, you know, you know, that player on that NBA team, it's not going well. I think there's a divorce coming up, you know? And so the word divorce has been used colloquially in order to describe people that are together or a person that's part of a group or a team leaving that group or leaving that <coughs> team. So that's where the word divorce is used in pop culture. Now, in the sphere of relationships um we have lots of kinds of relationships in society and uh, people for example who are cohabiting that are not married 
They might be same sex or opposite sex. They might be common law. They'll use the, the word divorce. And so, for example, I've got people that I represent. They're not married. They are common law spouses. And they commonly use the word, well, we're divorcing or we're going through a divorce, which is almost like calling them husband and wife when they're not really a husband and a wife, they're common law spouses. But if you've known anybody that's been in a common law relationship for five, 10, 30 years, oftentimes the world calls them husband and wife. And as a result, they call themselves husband and wife. And as a result, when they split up, they call themselves uh, divorcing which is not technically correct because to get a divorce, you actually have to be married in Canada. And so a common law spouse who splits up is not going through a divorce, yet oftentimes that language is used. In fact, moving on to the arena of law, I, when I represent people in family court or even in mediation or in arbitration who are common law, we will use those words because it's easier. In other words, it's a lot easier to say, you know, the husband wants this, the wife wants that, when really, technically, the language should be the female spouse or the male spouse in a common law relationship. But again, shorthand is a lot easier, husband, wife, even though they're not. And so going back to the words divorce and separation, in other parts of the world, and in fact, in parts of Canada, outside of Ontario, you can actually be legally separated. In Ontario, there is no legal designation that one can obtain to label them legally separated. It's a factual description. And there are places where somebody could denote that they are married and separated, um, but in family law, there's only married and divorced. And there's common law cohabitation, and they ceased to cohabit. That's the legal language. But outside of family law in Ontario, you could complete your T1 general income tax return where it asks on the top right hand corner for you to check off one of the boxes. You're either married, single, separated, deceased. And, uh, excuse me, um, yeah, uh, a widow, pardon me. So there are places, and that's just one example of a government document. There's other government documents, but that's the main one, where you can designate that you are actually separated, which under Ontario family law, technically means that you're married. You're married, but one or both spouses have made the decision to not continue behaving like spouses. But if they're married, the only way to terminate the status of marriage, even if they're separated, is through a court order signed by a judge declaring the marriage terminated by a divorce order where the language was say that such and such person and such and such person are hereby divorced. And that ends the legal status of married and separated. So the legal status was married, the factual status was separated, and as a result of the preconditions of being married 
and then factually, socially separated, then you can qualify for a divorce order, provided you've lived in Ontario for the last year, and provided that you have actually been living separate and apart for at least a year, or if you meet the test for cruelty or adultery, then you qualify for what's called a divorce order. And for those that aren't clear on this, to get married in Ontario, you do not need a judge. You just need two consenting people to go down to City Hall and get a marriage license. To separate in Ontario, you do not need two people. Only one person has to want to and declare that they are separated. To get divorced in Ontario, you have to actually go to court and get a divorce order, and you've got to convince a judge that you qualify for a divorce order, and there's a whole bunch of preconditions. I'm not going to get into all of them, but I mentioned a few already, and another one is there needs to be a clearance certificate issued by uh, the government of Canada uh, in Ottawa, and it's called a clearance certificate, and those are some factors that work their way into getting the status called divorce. Now, on top of all of that, those are the legal words, then there's just the straight up, the journey, the journey of separation and the journey of divorce. And you, Leanne, know way more about that than most people. So let's talk about this thing called the journey of separation, the journey of divorce. Some people think it's like this one day event, like it's a law and order episode, which it's not. Um, why don't you speak to that? Um, sure. I mean, certainly, um, I think most people find that there is a journey through separation into divorce. Um, I mean, there's the, the legal part of it, which involves, you know, the, the issues you're going to consult a lawyer for that, you know, might result in a separation agreement or court order. But it's also the more um, personal, emotional journey as well. And, you know, divorce is routinely when, you know, re people research the issue, it's divorce is seen as one of life's most stressful events. I think it comes only after the death of a spouse. So a lot of people underestimate how stressful it's going to be. And going through the separation process, dealing with the legal issues, and finally getting divorced, um, it is a mental and emotional process. And one of the reasons why um, a lot of people uh, want to get the divorce and get it made final is to get that closure um, so that they no longer are technically legally married or legally husband and wife, which they, they are still. If you're separated, you're still considered to be married in Ontario. Um, and so part of the, you know, the closure is for people to get that final divorce order. And that's one of the motivations for divorce. Uh, it, sometimes mentally, it makes it easier for people to move on, um, move in, you know, celebrate going into the next chapter of their life, knowing that they can officially close that previous chapter because that marriage is no longer, it's a divorce. So you're not in fact still married. Uh, whereas separation can kind of be seen to be, you know, you still have some sort of tie to your spouse, even if you think you may not, from a legal perspective, you still do. In fact, for the benefit of our followers, there are some really important legal implications of going from being separated to being divorced. I'm just going to mention a couple of them. Number one, if you are separated and not divorced, one, you could potentially still access 
your spouse's healthcare benefits. Two, you could still be the beneficiary of part, if not all, of their estate should there be a death without a will. And even if there's a will, there could be the right of the surviving spouse to receive more than what the deceased spouse wanted them to receive simply because they never got divorced because divorce changes one's legal status and separation does not change the legal status in estates law, kind of, but I'm not going to get into the, the details of that. No, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when they separate and maybe they're really angry at their spouse and the last thing they would ever want is their spouse to be inheriting stuff from their estate. But if you haven't divorced, that, you know, may very well happen. And a similar issue on that, which touches more into estate law, is just simple things like um, your, your health care or the power to make decisions. If, you know, you unfortunately um, find yourself in the hospital and you're unconscious and doctors need to have somebody making decisions for you, um, your spouse is the person who's generally considered to be at the front of the line to make those decisions um, unless you have a, a power of attorney for personal care where you've appointed somebody else so you could be separated and find yourself in the hospital unconscious and that spouse who you hate it um, may be the one who gets to you know decide if they should be pulling the plug on you or making medical decisions so it's really important uh, to be aware of these issues uh, to prevent any problems from happening should you find yourself in that type of situation that's right another legal important feature of the difference between being separated and divorced is under the family law act which by the way governs the rights between both married people and common law spouses, but the sections or the parts of the Family Law Act that deal only with married people are parts one and two. Well, part one of the Family Law Act, like part two, has a definition of spouse. And the definition of spouse are people that are married, includes people that are married, whereas Part three, which deals with support, deals with people that are married and people that are common law or have a child in common. Now, going back to part one, part one deals with property rights, which is a really big deal. And the, law, the, the rights of a married spouse to property division expire here. And there are three different limitation periods for spouses to have the right to property division. And the three different periods are, are based on legal status, meaning a person who was married and their spouse died, they've got six months from death to seek their remedy of equalization of net family property. 
That's the widow. The person that's divorced, but not, the person that's divorced has two years from the date of divorce to seek property rights. The person that's separated and not divorced has six years from the date of separation to seek property rights. And there are lots of cases where people separated but didn't divorce and they never dealt with property, but they've got six years. And then there are people that got divorced and never dealt with property, they've got two years. And then there are people that became a widow, never dealt with it, they've got six months. So as you can see, those legal statuses are really important. I just read a case that may very well go to the Court of Appeal, whereby a man died, his, he was married, his will said everything um, goes to his wife, but his, his wife died before him. He then ends up in a new relationship, a fairly lengthy common law relationship. But that common law relationship started after his first wife died and he never changed his will. And in his will, he says, I want such and such to go to my wife. He didn't name his wife because he only had one wife when he wrote the will. Well, guess what? His wife died. He survives the death of his first wife. He ends up in a new relationship with another woman for many, many years. And then he dies. And the common law wife, common law female spouse, survives him. And she comes forward and says, I'm the wife referenced in the will. And yes, I wasn't around when he wrote the will, but it was his intention that whoever was his wife at the time gets what the will said. Now, of course, the adult children say, uh-uh-uh, that was our late mother, not you. And the common law spouse says, no, whatever his intention was, it was to bestow upon the person that he was in love with, that he was living with, that he was in a permanent conjugal marriage-like relationship with the fruits of his estate. And guess what? They're in court, there's litigation. The adult children tried to get that claim struck, dismissed. <coughs> and the judge said, well, I'm not so sure. I'm not dismissing it. I'm gonna allow this common law spouse to continue with their case to trial. And so as you can see, language is really important. Is she a wife? Is she a common law spouse? Did he mean wife when he said wife? Or did he mean both wife and common law spouse? And that's where these words, divorce, separation, wife, husband, they're really important words. And people who are in this situation really need to get proper legal advice to determine whether they want to actually change their legal status. One more story, and then I'll hear from you, Leanne, and then we'll wrap up. One more story is, I have a case right now where the couple split up. They were married, they split up. 
They deliberately did not want to get the divorce. They deliberately wrote in the separation agreement, we will not divorce. Why? Because one spouse has an excellent health care plan and the other spouse has serious medical problems. And if they got a divorce, the health care benefits would no longer be available to the very ill spouse. And guess what that would do to the healthy spouse with health insurance? They would then have to pay more spousal support in order to cover the medical expenses. So together they made the decision, obviously, to separate and to remain married and separated, but not divorced in order to achieve health care benefits. So there are a lot of peculiar situations out there, but some of them are by chance and some of them are by design. And as you and I know, Leanne, it's far better to be preemptive, preventative and deliberate than to find out after the fact what negative outcomes can ensue from not planning as the old saying goes if you if you fail to plan you plan to fail absolutely and you know just on the note of your second example there um i think that's a perfect example of why legal advice is important but also why we as lawyers have to be so careful when we're drafting things because if if the will had been drafted and put the wife's name in it you know it said my wife and smith that whole issue would have been not been an issue because it would have been very clear that he only meant his first wife. You're not so, referring to Anna Nicole Smith when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I, random, I randomly picked that name, but you're right. That's a funny coincidence. But so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as lawyers, we have to be very in tune with that, the importance of the words and being precise when we're drafting something to avoid these types of situations from coming up and your second example there i've had a similar situation with clients as well where it was agreed that they would not divorce for the same reason to keep uh, the, the wife on medical benefits that um, she needed because of her ongoing health conditions um, a, a final thing i wanted to add just before we wrap up is one of the main differences that we have not even touched on uh, that's the difference between divorce and separation is that in order to remarry you have to be divorced. So if you are separated, uh, you cannot remarry. So um, one of the main reasons, or you know, one of the principal reasons why a lot of people do end up getting divorced is one of them or both of them have met someone else and they want to remarry and move on to that chapter of their lives. And so you must be divorced in order to do that. Absolutely. Great conversation from just two little words Absolutely. You never would have known there'd be so many issues uh, on this topic. So thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back here again next week with another topic. And as always, if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to cover, just send us a message and we'd be happy to include them. Bye everybody. Bye. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Divorce Explained. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at Steve Benmore and at Leanne Townsend Life for more. And if you're looking for specific divorce services, you can visit benmore.com and leannetownsend.ca. We hope today's episode made you feel informed and inspired as you move along through your divorce journey. Tune in next week for Divorce Explained.